You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's an understatement to say that the pandemic has put a lot of things into perspective for people, especially when it came to work. Millions of Americans lost their jobs during lockdown, while others found themselves at home trying to school their kids remotely, and a lot of people eventually just decided they couldn't do it and quit. Some call it the Great Resignation. And now, instead of returning to pre-pandemic jobs, many workers are demanding better pay and benefits, while others are having trouble getting those jobs back at all. But most people need to do something to make an income, so they're turning to gig work. And gig work isn't new, but for a lot of people it is millions of Americans, in fact. Our very own Ronnie Mola is here to tell us about what's going on with the workforce in America right now. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, how are you doing, Adam? Well, it's fun having two Rico Daily hosts hosting at the same time. We'll see who wins. Nice to see you on this side of the mic. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ronnie, what's going on with pandemic job recovery? So the unemployment rate is down to 5.2%. It's a lot lower than it was in the height of the pandemic, but still not as low as it used to be. And more importantly, there are 6 million fewer Americans working now than there were. You know, at the same time, employers are really desperate for workers. Um, All sorts of industries are saying we can't find enough people to fill these jobs. The other end of that is that, you know, they're not necessarily willing to pay them a lot more. You also have a lot more people wanting to work from home or wanting sort of a flexible schedule. And sort of to fill that void, you've got gig work coming in. And there's been a huge jump in the number of Americans who are doing gig work. And by gig work, I mean any job that isn't like traditional employer-employee relationship. You know, that could be temporary work. It could be driving an Uber. It could be contract work doing something like freelance online for just like a specific project. So the number of people doing gig work jumped uh, an unprecedented 34% to 51 million this year. Um, And that's basically equivalent to a third of the number of people working in the U.S., according to BLS data. So why are people turning to gig work more now than ever? This is one of those, the umpteenth, gazillion times that an existing trend has been accelerated by the pandemic. Basically, anytime there is economic uncertainty, uh, people turn to whatever work they can. And increasingly, that's been gig work. It's also part of a decades-long change that's been happening. A lot of companies trying to save costs have moved people from regular employment to contract jobs or sometimes in some cases just misclassifying them as contractors. Basically, it saves employers a lot of money to do so, somewhere from like 20 to 30 percent. So you have a lot fewer employers offering traditional employment now. Um, You also have the rise of a lot of platforms like Upwork and Fiverr that make it easier 
to find this temporary work. Uh, also stuff like Uber and DoorDash, you know, where you get these gig jobs. So it's sort of a confluence of things. Uh, the dissolution of traditional American work, the rise of online gig platforms. So you mentioned a lot of different types of gig workers and gig work. Were there any that saw a bigger jump than others? Were, was there a specific kind of gig work that Americans seemed to flock to? Yeah, the data I'm using is from MBO Partners, which has been surveying independent workers for years. And they said the biggest growth was among um, people who did gig work occasionally, you know, regularly, but, you know, no set hours per week. And that a lot of the time is what we traditionally think of as gig work, you know, working for Uber Eats or finding a job on a freelance job site. And that could include people that had full-time jobs as well? Yeah, uh, a lot of the people who are taking on gig work are using it as a supplement to their traditional income. Their regular income just isn't enough to make ends meet for a variety of reasons. You know, so they're having to take on extra work. Uh, something like three quarters of the people in the survey said that they took on gig work to supplement their income. Right. So, for instance, if I still have my full time job, but my wife loses her and we need to. Uh, have our household income look something like it was before I might start driving a lift at night. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, you find something to fill the void. Well, it seems ironic at best for workers to demand better working conditions and then ultimately have to turn to gig work, which is known for having few, if any, worker protections to supplement their income. Are there any protections in place for gig workers? Yeah, that that's the huge problem with all of this. You know, there are a variety of reasons why people are choosing gig work mostly because there's just more of it. Um, it is just the option now. But the largest problem with it is it doesn't come with a lot of these traditional benefits like uh, health care or overtime. doesn't even you know necessarily come with a minimum wage. So you have a lot of Americans taking on these jobs that if they lost, they could be in serious trouble. You know, they, they don't have the safety nets that traditional employment affords them. And as we've seen time and time again with Companies like, we'll just use Uber and Lyft as an example, they can sort of change their policies and people's incomes can change quite dramatically, even if they're doing the same amount of work. Yeah, the work is especially volatile. And then, you know, this is just part of a larger move from putting responsibility on employers to putting responsibility on employees. You know, if you're a gig worker, then you have to kind of pay for your own health care and make sure that you're putting away money for your own taxes. And we saw it happening slowly before the pandemic, but again, the pandemic accelerated earlier trends. There was a movement to give gig workers more protections for the government to step in and start taking better care, or at least having more oversight over uh, companies that offered gig work. Has there been much movement on that front now? Um, yeah, I mean, the Freelancers Union has been working for a very long time to create something called portable benefits. Basically, that means that your benefits package, your health care, you know, your 401k, your whatever would stick with you no matter who your employer is. So it's not contingent on your employment status that you, you know, get these very basic necessities. They've had middling success at it. A few states offer things like paid parental leave. But now there's been some movement with the American Families plan um, that's currently working its way through Congress. Uh, the idea would be to create a comprehensive paid family leave plan that would hopefully include uh, freelancers. But um, you know th that's still far from affording them all of the same protections that traditional employees have. So we mentioned the Great Resignation before, which 
might have led to more gig work. But I've also heard of something called the great reassessment, where people are looking for better jobs. Uh, they're not willing to work for terrible benefits or no benefits at all. Has that evaluation led to more gig work too? I, I think so. Um, you, you don't come out of a pandemic in which like millions of people have died and not like have some big thoughts about life and the nature of work. And, you know, Americans work more than most other uh, developed nations. Um, we have really long work weeks. You know, it's part of like our identity. And I think that's sort of dissolving now. At least people are like, you know, life is short. <laughs> Why am I spending all this time working? And, and then these gig jobs inherently are a little more flexible than traditional employment. You obviously have to have some way to make income. Perhaps it's better for some people to have something like that's on the side or they could choose their own hours. Or, you know, if you have kids at home now because you can't get daycare, it's kind of nice to be a little more flexible. So a lot of the the inherent nature of gig work uh, fits in pretty well with our, our sort of not post-pandemic, but whatever stage of the pandemic life we're in now. So a lot of what we've been talking about is pretty dismal sounding. More workers turning to gig work. They don't have benefits. They don't have protections. But is there an upside to this? What sort of promise is there in people just being able to sign on to an app and make some money quickly? I guess, you know, <laughs> it, it depends on if the government does something about it. On one end, if they don't, there's going to be increased inequality. People who can't afford these benefits will be most adversely affected the next time there is an economic downturn or if they lose their job or if they have a child. Um, so there's the specter of increased economic inequality. But on the other hand, you know, if we do something about this, if the government affords people these portable benefits, it's a chance to give a lot of workers who've already been doing this sort of gig work a lot more protections and maybe make the the state of work a, a little less precarious and, you know, based on whether you stick with one employer or not. And of course, this time period you were looking at the last year the pandemic was going on, it was an exceptional year. Do you see this rapid trend in more people doing gig work continuing? Um, I, I do. I don't know. It's not going to jump up 34% again, but, you know, this has been going on for years and years and years. You know, just the dissolution of traditional employment, companies cutting back and trying to save money. I don't see it going anywhere, but hopefully it's not going to jump up as much as it did this past year. Okay, well, Ronnie, thank you for talking to us. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm Adam Clark Estes, and this is Recode Daily. This episode was produced by Sophie Lalonde and engineered by Paul Robert Mouncey. Don't forget to check out our show notes. There's a link to Ronnie's story there. And let us know if you're a gig worker. Email us at recodedaily at recode.net. Tell us about your experience. <laughs>